0: InfoTrack
1: continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. If you're a woman in the working world, you might sometimes wonder if the adage, nice girls finish last, is true. Just what impact does your personality have on your income? InfoTrack's Taryn McCall talks with a corporate coach for the fascinating answers. Taryn? Taryn?
0: Thanks, Chris. She's the author of the best-selling Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office. Now Dr. Lois Frankel dishes out another plate of reality with the follow-up, Nice Girls Don't Get Rich, 75 Avoidable Mistakes Women Make with Money. Welcome to InfoTrack, Dr. Frankel.
1: I'm delighted to be with you.
0: So what's so bad about being nice?
1: Well, there's nothing wrong with being nice. As a matter of fact, likability is a critical component of success. But you can't act like the nice little girl you were taught to be in childhood and expect to achieve your adult goals. That doesn't work.
0: Are boys and girls socialized to think differently about money?
1: Yeah, you know, when I first started doing some research for the book, I thought that perhaps they were, but what I found was that both little boys and little girls get the same messages about it's important to save, it's important to be financially independent. Both boys and girls get those messages, but then girls go on to get other messages that boys don't get. Like, you know, money can't buy you happiness. Or, you know what, you're only going to get married anyway, so let's not put a lot of money into your college education. You know, these are messages that little boys don't get, but little girls get. So our relationship with money is really much
0: more complex. There was a great episode of Sex and the City where one of the characters is faced with having to buy her apartment or be forced to move out. And her friend stuns her by pointing out that she's got a closet full of shoes worth $40,000 but no money for a down payment. Okay. And do you feel women really have a problem with saving for big things or are we just programmed to spend
1: Well, you know, I don't know that we're programmed to spend, but you know, if there is a spending gene, I think, you know, women get it and guys don't. The fact is, is that 80% of the discretionary spending in this country is done by women, because we're the ones out there creating the lifestyle. See, we use our money to create a lifestyle. Men use money to keep score, so that they may buy some bigger ticket items like nice cars and big screen TVs, but once they do that, it's over. We're out there nickel and diming ourselves to death.
0: What are some of the most common mistakes women make with money?
1: I think there's a couple. One is not having a financial goal. I always say that there's no woman on this earth who says, I want to lose some weight. Women say, I need to lose five pounds. I need to lose 10 pounds, right? You know exactly how many pounds you want to lose and how much you want to weigh. But you don't have a number in mind when it comes to how much you need for the future. So, you know what? There's a line from Alice in Wonderland. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. First, you've got to have a vision for how much money do you want. Then the world will work with you to make that happen. Then you start looking at your own behaviors in terms of how well am I working towards that goal. So things like women wait too long to buy a house. You know, so many women think that their first home has to be that one where they're carried over the threshold. If you wait until you're married, you're going to wait yourself out of the housing market. I, I spoke with a woman the other day, 50 years old. She still doesn't have a house. She said, you know, I've always said, I'm going to wait till I get married. Don't wait till you get married. Your first house doesn't have to be your last house. Something else women do, I think, is they don't participate in their 401k plans. You know, again... Guys grow up knowing they're going to have to be the breadwinner. And so it gives them an entirely different relationship with money. For us, we start getting our first paychecks, and you know, and that's the chance that you have to go out and buy those 50 pair of shoes. You know, you may have a stockpile of shoes, but you've got no stock. So, you know, I tell women, you need to start participating in your 401k plan as soon as you are eligible. Don't wait because through compounding, it really does add up to a lot over a period of your lifetime.
0: There's kind of a paradox because when you're younger, you don't think about the future. It's not looming, it's not important. You have that money to play with, to go on vacations, and to buy those shoes. And as you go through your career and get into middle age, that's when you might realize oops, that was a big mistake 20 years ago. So, how do you rectify that? How does a middle aged woman that maybe did not make those sound financial decisions? early make up the difference?
1: Well, a couple things. You know, first of all, it's never too late to start. Americans don't save nearly enough for retirement. So that you really have to take a hard look at where am I at my age, how much money do I need, and what am I going to do to get it? So you're going to have to make some tough choices. I was talking to somebody just the other day about this that lives up in Sonoma, and she said it's very expensive to live here, so I have a hard time saving money. And I said, well, wait a minute. You made a choice to live in Sonoma. Maybe you need to live somewhere else. Maybe you need to live somewhere where you can be putting $5,000 a year away instead of $5,000 into your mortgage, which it's not necessarily a bad idea to put money into the mortgage, but she's saying, I don't have enough money to save. So that's one thing. Another thing is, take a look at how much you're earning. Are you earning the amount that you need to acquire the nest egg that you're going to need? Consider changing jobs. Consider changing fields. I did a keynote speech the other day to a group of female pharmaceutical salespeople. And most of these women started off as teachers and nurses, and they realized they weren't going to get rich that way, and so they parlayed those skills into pharmaceutical sales. That's what more women need to think about. You don't have to be stuck in a job just because you got your degree in a particular field. I also learned from some men when I started my business, they factored in profit into every engagement, where I was saying, well, you know, I charge this much per hour. They charge that much, and then they up at 20% so that there's profit to cover their overhead. I think we as women have a really hard time with that.
0: And what's this about vacation? People need to listen to this.
1: Oh yeah, people think that it's a badge of honor not to take a vacation. But the fact is, is that studies have shown women who don't take a vacation are more likely to have heart attacks than those who do. Uh, same holds true for men as well. But there's different statistics. And I always say, you know what? You can't make or break a career over a vacation. Take your vacation time. That's what it's there for. It refreshes you. You know, I know people who earn in an excess of $300,000 a year, and they're proud of the fact they never take a vacation day. That's not a rich life.
0: Well, those are wise words. Nice girls don't get rich. 75 avoidable mistakes women make with money. Dr. Lois Frankel, thank you so much for being with us today on InfoTrack much. I really appreciate it. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack.
1: You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.